الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الناس أنتم الفقراء إلى الله والله هو الغني الحميد وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من نفس عن مؤمن قربة من قرب الدنيا نفس الله عنه قربة من قرب يوم القيامة أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected علماء الكرام Brothers and elders It's ayat of the Quran Sharif that was recited Allah Ta'ala addresses all of mankind Every single person, whoever he may be, whether he is a pauper or he is a king, whether he is a subject or he is a ruler, whether he is somebody who has no position on society or he is the most prominent person, he might not have two coins to rub together, or he might be the most wealthiest of all people, whoever he may be, Allah Ta'ala is addressing every single person Ya ayyuhal nas antumul fuqara'u ilallah O people, all of you are totally in need of Allah Ta'ala Fuqara' faqir The word is understood in many languages Somebody who is totally in need Somebody who is completely down Allah Ta'ala is saying every single person is completely in need of Allah Ta'ala. Allahu huwa al-ghaniyul hamid. Allah Ta'ala alone is totally independent. Allah Ta'ala is not in need of anybody. And He is the being who is the, who is worthy of all praise. Every praise belongs to Allah Ta'ala alone. So on the one hand, this is the nature of insan. Khuliqal insanu da'ifa. Allah Ta'ala says this insan has been created very weak. He is indeed very weak. So weak that despite all his apparent might and power and whatever he may claim to possess and the influence he may have and all the things that might be at his disposal, but if one little small vein, something just goes out of place, he loses his sanity. Some little vein in his back, something goes out of place, he can't walk. Some slight little change has occurred somewhere and suddenly the person is totally helpless. These are just some examples of things that happen on a daily basis. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. Allah Ta'ala keep us with afiyat. But these are things to take ibrad from. These are things to take a lesson from. On the one hand, it is something to sympathize. Somebody is in a difficulty. The hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would see somebody in some difficulty, then he would recite a dua. And this is a dua that we have been taught to recite. Alhamdulillahilladhi aafani mimma abtalaka bi. All praise is due to Allah Ta'ala 
who saved me from that test which has come upon you. The test, the person is in a test. It could have been us in that test. We have no personal relationship with Allah Ta'ala in the sense where we are deserving of being favored in some way or the other. It's only Allah Ta'ala's grace and Allah Ta'ala's hikmat and wisdom why somebody has been put through certain tests. But nevertheless, a test is a test and some people pass the test, mashallah. And Allah forbid sometimes a person doesn't pass the test. So it is not something to ever ask for, to be put into a test. Because we don't know how we will react. What will be the outcome of the test? But in any case, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to recite this dua, Alhamdulillah illadhi afani mimma bi. This test can be a test in a person's dunya. It can be a test in a person's deen. So it is never something to look down upon a person for whatever the situation may be. Yes, the sin will be forever despised. But the sinner, you'll have to empathize with him. But the sin is a sin. There's no way of condoning a sin. So in any case, this dua, Alhamdulillah, illadhi afani mimma abtalaka bih, wa faddalani ala kathirin mimman khalaqa tafdila. Allah, the numerous creation of yours, you've given me so much of preference over so many unlimited creation of yours. Apart from the insan, there are numerous creation of Allah Ta'ala, the animals in the jungle, whatever else. We didn't have any right that we should be created among insan. Allah Ta'ala created us among insan. Then there wasn't any thing that we had special in us that we should be blessed with iman. Allah Ta'ala blessed us out of His grace with iman. And then further all the na'mats of deen and then the na'mats of dunya. So all the time a person is to be forever conscious that all this is the grace of Allah Ta'ala. All this is the special favor and mercy of Allah Ta'ala. Nothing is my achievement. Nothing is my doing. And Allah Ta'ala is independent. I am totally in need. It's not my contacts or my influence or my wealth or my power or my might or anything that can do anything. So in any case, this is the one aspect that we have to be forever conscious about. Because in dunya, dunya has its effects. Dunya has its effect of making a person sometimes think in different ways. Dunya has its effect of sometimes making a person feel I'm somebody. Making a person feel that I can do a lot. Or I have this power, this might. This is a lesson to revise daily. I'm nobody. And this is the whole essence of the kalima that we recite. La ilaha illallah. There is none worthy of worship but Allah alone. Ilah, every deity, every false deity is being negated. And among those false deities is that nafs within ourselves. Our own desires. Allah Ta'ala says, have you seen that person who made his desire his deity? He is led along by his desire. What he desires, that is what he must do. Whereas if we look into the Shariat and we look into the Sunnah, then the lesson is that permissible desires, a person has been given the leeway to benefit from it, 
but from time to time to learn how to curb those desires also. Curb even the permissible desires past a limit. The past that limit too, there's a certain degree of permissibility. But to curb it at a point, otherwise if a person comes right at the edge, then it's going to be very difficult to stop where it is permissible only. He'll very easily cross the border. Rabbi Islam said, don't get close to the impermissible things. Otherwise, the example is like a person who is taking his animals to graze on the border of the royal pasture. The royal pasture is totally forbidden. He's not allowed to take his animals in there. But now he is grazing on the border, on the line. How can he, is he able to control that animal? In one second he'll hop over. In one second he'll start putting his mouth through that fence and be eating the grass from the royal pasture. And the royal pasture is royal pasture. He'll get arrested immediately. And he'll be in big problems. So this animal of the nafs, if this animal is kept close to the border, it's very difficult that this animal will stay in place. If this animal is right at the border, he's going to hop over. It needs to be kept a good distance inside. So that if it tries to just suddenly start bolting, person still got time to still rein it in. But the body is already gone in. So the example Nabi Islam gives Ra'i Person who's grazing his animals at the border, he's going to end up grazing inside the royal pasture. And when he grazes inside the royal pasture, he's going to be in big trouble. So in this aspect we are being taught to curb these desires of the nafs. Even the permissible desires to a point, Allah Ta'ala has made many things permissible, a person desires something within those limits, fine. But to curb it at a point, Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala once became, Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala he once became very ill. When a person becomes ill, he sometimes now desires to eat something in particular. So he suddenly felt like eating fish. Now in that illness, he was ill, quite ill. Now he was very weak. And now when a person is weak, he's hardly eating because of his illness. And now he suddenly says he wants to eat something. So whoever is there, they want to try and present it quickly also. So he eats something. So his slave, Hazrat Nafi' Rahimahullah, very special student of Abdullah ibn Umar he went around searching high and low but he can't find any fish anywhere. No fish is being sold anywhere. After a lot of difficulty he managed to find somebody who was selling some fish. For one and a half or two dirhams he bought that fish. Bought it, came, prepared it and put it on some bread and came and presented it to Abdullah ibn Umar So just as he presented it there was a knock on the door and some beggar is shouting from outside, please give me something for the, in the name of Allah Ta'ala. Abdullah ibn said to Nafi' rahimahullah, give this to him. So he says to him that you desire to eat this fish, you are not well, you are so weak, this is good that you have it also, and you desire to have it, I'll give him the money, he needs to be able to take care of his needs, he's hungry or whatever the case is, He'll buy something and he will, he will fulfill his requirement. It's not necessary to give him this now. So now you give him this. 
So in any case, he went and he gave him that fish. This person took it and left. After he left, Nafi rahimahullah, he leaves the house also. Because he, it was instruction, so he follows the instruction. He gave it away. He goes outside and then he meets up with that beggar on the road. And he says to him, that, look, are you okay? Can you sell me this fish for one dirham? I say, very well. He basically needs some money to take care of his need. He'll buy something. So if this person wants to buy this fish for one dirham, he sold it. So he sold the fish. This person got the, took the dirham and he carried on going. And Nafi Rahimullah comes back with that fish inside. And he comes and presents that fish again. And he explains what happened also. And I went, I offered the person to buy it. I didn't go and tell him, please give it back for free or anything. I bought it from him. He accepted to sell it. I gave him the money. So he said, now you take it and give it back to him. And the money you gave him, leave that by him also. Give this fish back to him too. And leave that money with him also. Then he says that I've heard Rasulullah saying that a person who desires something for himself but he gives preference to his brother who has a need over his own desire then Allah Ta'ala will show his mercies upon him. I did this for the purpose of that I desired it it was permissible, 100% perfect, no problem. But here somebody else had a need so I gave preference to him over my desire. So I'm having the full hope in the reward of Allah Ta'ala and this is the reason why I did this. I could have also just said, give him the money. Now, these people also were human beings, but they had this reality in front of them, this yaqeen in the akhirat. But when a person has this approach and this manner of handling things, that there are certain permissible limits also which he is staying inside. Something is permissible, but once in a while he is curbing those permissible desires also. So would it then happen that such a person will just follow his haram desires? When from time to time he is curbing even his permissible desires. Allah has made the permissible things permissible. Nobody can make any such thing haram which Allah has made halal. Allah Ta'ala has made the halal things halal for his servants to benefit from them. But there are certain limits which a person should still try to keep within. In order to protect himself from falling into the haram limits. Falling into the royal pastures. So this hadith sharif of Rasulullah that we recited, this is also bringing along that same message and lesson. That in dunya, we also have situations, we have needs, we have desires as well. Others have needs. Sometimes we are fully busy trying to chase our desires. Others can't even fulfill their basic needs. But what we are taught is to try and consider others as well. In this Hadith Sharif that was recited, one portion of it was recited, a lengthy Hadith Sharif, or many things mentioned in this Hadith Sharif, and everything is a totally, completely, a complete lesson. The first portion of this Hadith, Nabi Islam says, Man nafasa an mu'minin kurbatam min kurabid dunya. 
نفس اللہ عنہ قربتم من قرب یوم القیامہ The one who relieves some difficulty of a mu'min in this world. One of the difficulties of this world. Now, many people have many, many problems. He can't solve everybody's problems. But he can help out one person with one problem. So if a person can't do everything, it doesn't mean he shouldn't do anything. He'll do how much he can. He doesn't have to put himself into a kind of situation that he then becomes... Uh, person now asking for help around but if he cannot do 10 things he can do one so Nabi Islam is saying the person who helps to relieve a mu'min of one kurbatan of one difficulty of dunya Allah Ta'ala will remove a difficulty of his from the difficulties of the day of qiyamah now what is the comparison we can't compare the difficulty of dunya as great as it might seem it might be an illness which we might say is a chronic illness it might be some major financial problem it might be some social issue it might be some domestic matter whatever it might be and as difficult and as complicated as it can be but all the difficulties of dunya put together cannot compare to the difficulty of qiyamah one difficulty of qiyamah is far beyond all the difficulties of dunya put together now a person who is doing something for relieving a person's burden in dunya, in return Allah Ta'ala will relieve him of a burden of akhirat. So this is something that is, there's no way we can compare. It's way beyond comparison. It's unlimited profit, like a person invested some small investment, he put in 10 rands and the returns are coming in the billions. Just doesn't add up. Allah Ta'ala's khazana and treasures is unlimited. Then further Nabi Islam says, وَمَنْ يَسَّرَ عَلَى مُعْسِرٍ يَسَّرَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ Dunya, there's two systems. One is a system that we can see with our eyes. The system of cause and effect. But there's another hidden system. Cause and effect, person drinks water, he feels quenched. He eats, his stomach gets full. Fire burns. But there's another system, the system between a'mal and ahwal, between a'mal and conditions, the kind of actions and the conditions. There's a direct link between the two. And here Nabi Islam is saying, The person who gives respite to a hard-pressed debtor, somebody owing some money to one, and now he is genuinely in a desperate situation, he just cannot manage it. The person now, the creditor, he gave him some respite. He said, okay, fine, it's past due date, but doesn't matter when you can manage it. Or he reduced it in some way. Nabi Islam says, this is no small amal he did, it's a very big amal. It was his right, and he could have demanded it, but he made things easy. In return, يَسَّرَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ Allah Ta'ala will make things easy for him in dunya and in akhirat. Allah Ta'ala makes something easy for a person, who can make it difficult for him? There was one great muhaddis, he, all over it was Sufyan Sauri, one of the others, so, he was somebody who, 
was one, one of the other muhaddisin, he was somebody very, very generous. And a lot of people used to come and borrow money from him also. He would lend them. When he got ill, he just realized, but it's very, very unusual that hardly anyone came to visit him. Not that he wanted somebody to come visit him, but he just realized that it's unusual, something is not right. So he inquired from someone that, what's the problem? I would have expected that these people, apparently, they, I'm a friend, so to say, how come nobody came? So the person knew what was going on, he said they're too embarrassed. He said, embarrassed? Embarrassed about what? He said, all of these people are owing you money way, way past the due date. And now they're too embarrassed to come and face you. So it's not that there's any problem that you've done anything, but they are embarrassed. So he said, go and announce now that all those debts are waived, that which becomes a barrier in friendship is not worth it. When this announcement was made, there was such a rush of people coming to visit him, his doorstep broke. The doorstep might have been made of timber or whatever the case is. There was such a rush of people just coming in and out because now they're relieved of this. Now, this is what doesn't mean that a person is obligated to waive a debt, anybody owes him anything to waive it. He's not obligated to do it. It's his right. He can ask for it. And he's entitled to it. If a person is in a difficulty and he lessens it, or he gives him extra time, or if he has the himmat and he waves it, then this is to his credit in akhirat and in dunya also. But he's not obligated to do it. But this person had that heart, he just waved the whole thing. And suddenly there was this rush of people at his door to such an extent that the doorstep broke. But now this is that mindset that we are being taught in deen. Man yassara ala mu'asirin then the third thing Nabi Islam says, Aman satara Musliman satara Which insan can claim that he's perfect? were perfect. They were the people who Allah Ta'ala made them totally free of any deficiencies. The rest of us insan, they are those special servants of Allah Ta'ala, mashallah who have great kamalat in them, but the rest of us are all with numerous deficiencies. We have all our faults, others have their faults, we have our faults also. What we are being taught is to cover the faults of others. And a person who keeps covering the faults of others, Oman satar a Musliman, Nabi Islam is saying the one who covers the faults of a Muslim, satarahullahu fit dunya wal akhirah. Allah Ta'ala will cover his faults in dunya, and in akhirat as well. Unfortunately, in the zamana that we live, anything, any gossip comes from anywhere, in an instant it is now circulated to another 100 people, 200 people on 50 groups. Allah knows best how many people in one instant are now reading that gossip. And that becomes ghibat, it's sometimes bohtan, it's a slander. Whereas the teaching of deen is to cover the fault of a Muslim. If it's genuinely true also, that is the teaching, cover it up. And a person who covers the fault of a Muslim, Allah Ta'ala will cover his faults because we also have faults. There was one very pious lady, somebody mentioned that his family went to visit her. 
So his family is saying to her something, complaining about somebody's child. Child does this and that. So that lady, wise old lady, she, she said to her now in womanly talk, we also got children in our stomach. That's all. She gave her one line. We also got children in our stomach. In other words, if today it's somebody else's child, we also got children. And tomorrow it's our child. So if it is our child, Allah forbid, what will we wish and what will we expect or hope for? That others also say, well, it's a mistake. Help him out. Forget about it now and don't, don't make an issue of it. Guide him and move, move along. So likewise, we deal with other, other children also. We don't make a whole uh, issue of it, splash it all over the place. We deal with it, do what we can to help. Other make dua at least. But to make a whole public announcement of it and splash it all over the social media and all these kind of things, where does that fit in anywhere with the teachings of Deen and Islam? In the lives of our Kabir we find that to what extent they went to just make people feel that don't worry, nothing has happened. Obviously certain things are false in the sense of sins, etc. Some things are just natural. It's not, it's a human weakness. But this the lesson of it. Just the lesson meaning the mindset in how people conducted themselves. There was a very, very great personality in his time who was known as Hatim Asam. Great Buzurg of his time, Hatim Asam. Now Asam literally means person who's deaf. Now, this person wasn't deaf. This person wasn't deaf and he became known by this Hatim Asam. And there are so many different people with the name of Hatim. If you don't add this to his name, you person won't know who he's being, who he's being referred to. So now he wasn't deaf. How he became known by this title of being deaf? So he was a great alim. One day, some woman had to come and inquire something, some masla, some ruling in some regard of an issue. That what is the ruling of deen? What is the shari ruling regarding it? So she came to inquire. So now, whatever the public space might have been, he was sitting there, and she came from with the obviously taking care of parda. She asked whatever she had to ask. In that time, human nature, she suddenly happened to pass wind loudly. He realized that she must be now extremely embarrassed. Human nature. In order to just avoid this embarrassment for her, he began repeatedly saying, look, I can't hear what you're saying. Please speak loudly because I'm hard of hearing. Please raise your voice and speak loudly. I'm hard of hearing. I can't hear what you're saying. Now when she heard him saying this two, three times, she thought that he heard nothing. So she felt very relieved that she didn't get embarrassed now. But this somehow, well, where and when this story came out, that this is what, how he reacted to the situation, this became his title out of respect. That this person pretended to be deaf, to protect the next Muslim from embarrassment. He made himself deaf. Just to protect the next Muslim from embarrassment. Now, this is a heart, this is a mindset. 
This is a heart that comes, that is the mold of the sunnah. The sunnah is a special mold. And all the person's reactions, actions and reactions that come through this mold of the sunnah. Like they make these biscuits, whatever, there's a mold. Now that dough, they push it from one side, now there's a beautiful flower on the other side. So suddenly the flower didn't come out from nowhere, it came through that mold. So likewise, the sunnah is a beautiful mold. All a person's actions and reactions, one is it comes out through some other mold. The mold of western lifestyles and whatever must demand your rights and all kinds of things of that nature. And the other is the mold of the sunnah. Humility, compassion, forgiveness, suppressing one's, one's rights to fulfill the next person's rights. Let alone suppressing one's rights, the Sahaba suppressed their needs for the comfort of the next person. One is suppressing one's rights. Beyond rights is needs. A right is a right, but a person doesn't necessarily need it immediately. But a need, a need, he needs it now. The Sahaba suppressed their needs, not just for the need of the next person, sometimes just to make the next person comfortable. So this is the mold of the sunnah. And this is what we have been taught in this. Umman satara musliman, satarahullahu fid dunya wal akhirah. The person who covers up the faults of a Muslim, Allah Ta'ala will cover his faults in dunya and in akhirat. In dunya, a person's faults are very, very confined. Even if it gets publicized, Allah forbid, then to after getting publicized too, it's still confined. It goes to a certain point, but it's still confined. But in akhirat, in akhirat, in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says that the scene of akhirat will be such that when one person is being questioned, every person will be able to hear what's going on. One person is being taken to task, everyone will know what's happening. And in the midst of the entire makhluk of Allah Ta'ala, person's parents, his grandparents, great-grandparents, his children, grandchildren, and extended families and his friends and relatives and the whole makhluk is present and they, if his faults start getting opened out, what will be the embarrassment of that day? A person who covered up the faults of a Muslim in dunya, satarahullahu fi dunya wal akhirah. But unfortunately, these are things which are not even given thought sometimes. A person, some people take pleasure in these kind of things. Now, for example, there's some maybe extended family around, some relatives came visiting, whatever the case is. So now somebody else in the family, we take fun out of, saying, you see what this person did? All the stories. Somebody will take out all his spouse's issues. Somebody, somebody else. It might sometimes maybe done in a kind of like a joke, but is everybody accepting it like a joke? Is that person being humiliated and embarrassed or that person is feeling fine about it? It's a very common complaint, unfortunately, that these kind of things happen. Every time that there's some guest, my husband finds pleasure in spelling out all the mistakes I've made. Whatever I messed up sometimes or didn't manage to do something right, or he gets a thrill out of saying what I, how I maybe burned the curry one day or, and what a disaster I did in something else. He turned the tables around. 
that we would have felt very good about it. So that also falls under the ambit of this. That's also a person feels uncomfortable about it, feels embarrassed about it, that somebody should be discussing this. So to cover that up, this too is something part of the same hadith sharif. Man satara Muslim, man satarahullahu fi dunya wal akhira. Then Nabi Islam says, Wallahu fi awni al-abd ma kana al-abdu fi awni akhi. Allah Ta'ala is in, Allah Ta'ala assists that servant of his who is always in ready to assist his fellow human beings. The person who assists his Muslim brother, Allah Ta'ala assists him. The person who has gained the help of Allah Ta'ala, then what more he needs? Allah fi awni al-abd ma kana al-abdu fi awni akhi. Further Rabbi Islam says, وَمَنْ سَلَكَ طَرِيقًا يَلْتَمِسُ فِيهِ عِلْمًا سَهَّلَ اللَّهُ لَهُ بِهِ طَرِيقًا إِلَى الْجَنَّةِ And the person who walks the path of seeking ilm, the knowledge of deen, so whether it is in a formal setup, person is going to a madrasa, he is going to learn deen in a formal manner, whether it is in an informal manner, whether it is that he is going to attend some majlis of deen, all this falls under the same ambit. The intention is to go and learn deen. So, وَمَنْ سَلَكَ طَرِيقًا يَلْتَمِسُ فِيهِ عِلْمًا سَهَّلَ اللَّهُ لَهُ بِهِ طَرِيقًا إِلَى الْجَنَّةِ The person who treads the path of seeking ilm, Allah Ta'ala eases the path to jannat for him. And then finally, Nabi Islam says, وَمَجْتَمَعَ قَوْمٌ فِي بَيْتٍ مِّن بُيُوتِ اللَّهِ يَتْلُونَ كِتَابِ اللَّهِ وَيَتَدَارَسُونَهُ بَيْنَهُمْ And in one hadith, يَذْكُرُونَ اللَّهَ عَزَّ وَجَلْ that the people who, there isn't a group that gathers in any of the houses of Allah Ta'ala and remember Allah Ta'ala. Illa nazalat sakina. But the sakina and this peace descends upon them. They engage in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. Somebody is learning Quran Sharif maybe, somebody is reciting Quran Sharif, somebody is engaged in zikr, the talks of deen. All this is part of the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. Illa nazalat sakina. And the rahmat and mercy of Allah Ta'ala enshrouds them. And the angels surround them. The angels are the nurani makhluk of Allah Ta'ala. The sinless creation of Allah Ta'ala. Filled with this divine light. Now when a person is in a gathering, depending who and what is in a gathering, that must have its effect on him. A person walks into this room and it's fully air-conditioned now, it's hot outside, he comes in, he'll immediately feel the coolness, must feel it. So likewise, a person is in the gathering of the malaika, because the majalis of zikr, at the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, these are the gatherings that are surrounded by the malaika. So he is in the gathering of the malaika. If he comes sincerely, then he will take from it, he'll take the benefit of it. And this is what rubs off onto our hearts. That is why sometimes a person, when he's missed out sometime on attending some gathering of deen, etc., there's suddenly something that's slipping. It's that help that came, that assistance that came from being in the gathering of the malaika that was carrying through. Now the time has now elapsed, so the effect of that starts dwindling as the time passes. So, إِلَّا نَزَلَتْ عَلَيْهِمُ السَّكِينَةِ وَغَشْيَتْهُمُ الرَّحْمَةِ وَحَفَّتْهُمُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ وَذَكَرَهُمُ اللَّهُ فِي مَنْ عِنَّهِ And Allah Ta'ala mentions such people in the gathering of the angels. 
Imagine insan is remembering Allah Ta'ala on the earth and Allah Ta'ala is remembering this insan by mentioning him in the heavens. So this is the teachings of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and especially these aspects of this, this heart and mind that the deen has taught us, that the Mubarak Sunnah has given us and this concept that we should be having in our hearts and minds of not for ourselves but we are for others also. To be ready to assist, whatever we can. We can't do anything, everything for everybody. But we can do one small bird for somebody. And every now and then we can be doing one small bird. We should never stop trying to do what we can. We don't put ourselves in a situation that we can't handle and manage. But we can manage some bird. We can't manage everything. We can manage one one percent. We do the one percent. And the other very important lessons that we discussed, the aspect of covering the faults of a Muslim. This is something extremely important. This is all part of the adab of mu'asharat, the adab of social life, social etiquettes. And these are things which are dealt with in detail in the Quran Sharif, in the ahadith of Rasulullah Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq and grant us that mold of the sunnah in our hearts that all our actions and reactions, all our thoughts also are all going through this mold of the sunnah and we are then performing the best of actions in the best of ways. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Make zikr for a few minutes and then go. reported in the hadith of Rasulullah that the person who recites La ilaha illallah hundred times daily Allah Ta'ala will cause his face to shine like the 14th moon on the day of Qiyamat what this refers to is that with the barakat of this daily recitation inshallah Allah Ta'ala will grant him the tawfiq of righteous actions and give him the tawfiq of staying away from sin and inshallah the barakat of this is that he will get this great honor on the day of Qiyamat we should try to do this daily in our time in our homes, this is for the sake of the encouragement that we do it here. Otherwise, there's something to be done daily. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfi. Recite the Rujari. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala Alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi Wa ashabihi wa baraka wa sallama Tasliman kathiran kathira Ya Rabbi salli wa sallim daiman abada Ala habibika khayril khalqi kullihimi Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahlu La ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah 
Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant us some, Ya Allah, iota of compassion that Nabi Salaam had, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant us that compassion for the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us that compassion for the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us all the khair of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make us your true and obedient and loyal servants, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, for too long we have become the slaves of our nafs, Ya Allah. We have been following the desires of our nafs, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we have been following the footsteps of shaitan, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from this destruction, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, enable us to follow the footsteps of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, make us your true slaves, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Make us your true and obedient and loyal slaves, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from every haram, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Remove the love of the ego from our hearts, Ya Allah. Remove the love of dunya from our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the love for all the evils from our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, fill our hearts with the love of Salah, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of the Tilawat of the Quran Sharif, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Zikr and Dua, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of all righteousness, Ya Allah. Put the hatred of sin in our hearts, Ya Allah. Put the hatred of sin in our hearts, Ya Allah. Just as we hate filth, enable us to hate sin like that, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, keep us safe from all the evils, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, purify our hearts from all the pride, the arrogance, the malice, the jealousy. Ilahul Alameen, from all the evil qualities, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Fill our hearts with the love of his Mubarak Sunnah, Ya Allah. Enable us to live, live the Sunnah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, give us the tawfiq of performing our five times Salah with Jama'ah, Ya Allah. Enable us to perform the Salah with Khushu and Khudu, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us such a Salah with which you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, enable us to fulfill all the ya Allah, obligations of Deen, Ya Allah. Enable us to recite the Quran Sharif daily, Allah. Enable us to make your zikr daily, Allah. Enable us to speak in dua daily, Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Save us from all the evils, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. All those who are sick, give them shifa kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Allah, give them complete shifa from all their ailments, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, those with any kind of difficulties and hardships, remove the afiyat, Ya Allah. Those who are in financial problems, remove the afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant barkat in each one's rizq, Ya Allah. Grant us halal and tayyib rizq, Ya Allah. Save us from every drop and every grain of haram, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all those who have passed away, make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Grant them the high stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. At the time of our death, take us with the kalima, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Allah, take us on iman kamil, Ya Allah. Take us on tawbat and nasuh, Ya Allah. Take us at a time that you can, Ya Allah, that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Grant us the shafat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, grant us jannatul firdos without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all the work of deen accept it, Ya Allah. Make it a means of hidayat, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, forgive the mistakes, Ya Allah. Guide us to the straight path, Ya Allah. Keep us on the straight path, Ya Allah. Grant us istiqamat on deen, Ya Allah. Grant us istiqamat on deen, Ya Allah. Save us from all the isms, Ya Allah. Save us from all the temptations of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all the good that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa begged for. Ya Allah, we also begging for all that good. Whatever Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sought refuge from, Ya Allah, you grant us protection as well. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa na'udhu bika min shari musta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Anta al-musta'ad wa alayka al-balaag. ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله